You're listening to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie Benton, company culture coach and founder of Liberty Mind. And I want to inspire people to create unique company cultures where our human potential can thrive. In this podcast, I talk to organizations, thought leaders, and people about the impact of company culture. Together, we can make it thrive. This season is sponsored by the Breathe Culture Pledge, a community of like-minded SMEs who are committed to building and maintaining a people-first culture. Whether you've got your company culture nailed or need a little guidance to improve it, joining the Breathe Culture Pledge gives you the recognition and resources you need to help your culture flourish. Plus, it's 100% free. Join over 700 SMEs and invest in your people today. Head over to breathehr.com forward slash culture pledge to find out more. Hi everyone and welcome back to Make It Thrive. Yet again, we've seen more changes in the world since our last season, which means we have a theme for this season which fits so well into what's going on in the outside world. As always, I like to do a bit of an introduction to the season ahead, just to give you a taste, a flavour of what to expect, so that you can ensure that what you're listening to is exactly what you want to get. As you all know by now, each season of the podcast follows a theme. This way, we keep things fresh and interesting, especially as culture is always evolving. It never stays the same from year to year. So we shouldn't get stuck on talking about the same things over and over again. If you're new here, then don't forget that there are seven other seasons you can catch up on. So feel free to dive into some of those earlier episodes because we've had so many insightful conversations over the past few years. I heard a great quote from my friend Toby Nolan, who actually interviewed me on the podcast in the last season. He said to me recently, we're always evolving and never arriving. And I couldn't agree more. If we have this mindset of an end goal in mind, we never really get there and we're never in a progressive or growth state. We're always just looking to achieve perfection, which as we all know, doesn't exist. In this short episode, I want to just share some of the things that have been going on in my world from a culture perspective and just to give some reflection or insights to everything that's been happening in the world of culture over the past year, or should I say six months since the last season. So hopefully everything I'm going to share with you in this episode is going to enlighten you or inspire you or give you some food for thought, as it were. One thing I've seen hugely over the past six months since we've kind of been, I suppose, living with this virus is how companies have just been so resistant to change. Suddenly, now that this virus is supposedly over, companies are demanding that people go back to the office. And there I was in my optimistic way, thinking that this pandemic had changed the way we thought about work, but clearly not for some of us. And really, who is this benefiting? 
encouraging people, really forcing people to come back into work. That whole presenteeism stuff is still going on. And we still think that people behind a desk where we can see them means that work is getting done. Could there be anything more outdated? Of course, we've also seen more things in the press, more stories about companies doing absolutely horrific acts of poor culture. I'm sure many of us have seen things in the news recently of people being fired over email or over Zoom without any explanation. A really inhumane way to treat treat people and something that is not going to stick. When I think back to why I started Liberty Mind and why I got so passionate about company culture, it's exactly for this fact, because I got so fed up of seeing people treated so poorly as cogs in a machine, as robots, as not human beings, but numbers. There still seems to be a belief that in order to treat your people well, it has to come at the expense of the profit your business makes, which doesn't make any sense. One does not have to be at the detriment to another. You can have both a people first mindset and also make a profit. In fact, if you really give your people power and decision-making within your organization, you might be surprised at how much they can support you in making a better profit. Instead, we still have this mindset that people need to be told what to do, that we need to somehow parent them in the workplace, even though outside of the workplace, they're adults. They're able to get mortgages, look after children, make health choices. Yet in the workplace, we still treat people like children. Whereas actually, if we put people first, enable them to participate in the decisions and actually co-create the culture, we would see more accountability, more ownership, more responsibility. And with that goes hand in hand, more creativity, more innovation, and of course, more profit. In my four years of being a culture coach, I've seen a huge trend in the growth of quick fixes in terms of company culture. Everybody wants to just make a quick fix. But what you forget is people are at the heart of culture and we can be very messy beings. And as we all know, there is no such thing as a quick fix. We all want the diet pill to be able to shave off those extra 10 pounds without really putting the effort to going to the gym. We all want someone else to do things for us. We all want to have that easy, simplified, instant gratification, quick fix. Hence why everything is so on demand now. We can do anything at the touch of a button, book a holiday, order our food, Anything is just so instant and quick. And we now expect that to be for everything in our lives, including our businesses and our company culture. But the harsh truth is, there is no quick fix. You can't just go to one seminar, read one book, and everything will be perfect and work really, really well. It's truly about putting in the practice 
every single day about trying to gradually move the needle in the right direction. Yes, we all fall short sometimes. We stumble and we fall and we get back up and dust ourselves off again. And that's what we have to do. There will be so many changes we have to make to our company cultures over the next 10 years. As I've mentioned previously, the pandemic is just one issue that's occurred for us. Brexit another. And now we have a current war in Ukraine and Russia. There will always be things, external circumstances that influence how we work and how we live. Which means there will never be a quick fix. It's about turning up and thinking, what's the right thing to do today? How can we make it better? So that's just a little thought from me about the growth of quick fixes. Be careful to anyone who's selling you a remedy in a bottle, because the truth is it probably isn't all it's cracked up to be. I must hold my hands up and say that another thing that I've been really enjoying over this past month, which I know I am massively late to the party on this one, is TikTok. I have discovered TikTok. Yes, it was the trend of 2020, but as you know me, I don't really follow trends. So I recently discovered TikTok and I have been absorbed by the amount of hilarious workplace comedy. If you really want to see what people are thinking about around work, get on TikTok because that is where the truth is really coming out. You know, you've got a lot of brands, a lot of companies that go on LinkedIn and shout about their company culture. Oh, look at what we're doing for, you know, Black History Month. Look at what we're doing for International Women's Day. Yeah, that's all really great. But get on TikTok and you'll see what people really think of this great HR or should we say HR for PR's sake stunt. We are such a long way off from being anything but perfect. And while it's great to shout about the things that you're positively doing, just have in mind that it's not perfect, that there will be flaws somewhere along the way. But again, treat it as growth. Treat it as a conversation starter, not as that kind of naive, know-it-all, oh, we've got this totally perfect there really is no such thing. So all I can say is if you enjoy a little bit of comedy, I would highly recommend jumping onto TikTok because it definitely entertains me on the train ride home now and again. You might think, like me, that because of all of the changes over the past two years, that surely everyone is thinking about culture. Surely everyone is understanding the importance of actually putting people first and making a positive impact, talking to people about the changes that you want to make, having them included in those conversations. But oh, you would be wrong. I thought I would share with you a recent story because it really highlights to me how there is still a lot of work to be done in the realms of culture. So as always, I'm sure many of my clients listening will know, I love to do a discovery call. 
it's important for me to really understand what's going on with the culture and why you want to make changes or improvements. What's coming up? You know, what's the agenda or the motivation for you to work on your culture? And so recently I had a discovery call with a potential new client, which I was actually quite excited about because they're a tech company in London and I absolutely love tech startups. Um, They're fun, they're fast, they're innovative, they're young um, and they just love running with things that are really new and creative. So we can really make a lot of groundwork in startups, which always gets me excited. So as I said, I was excited to have the phone call. Not that I'm not excited to hear from big corporates, but there's just something fun about a young startup because I truly believe that if you plant the seed of culture in a startup or a small business, it will grow with the business and it will be so much more effective than when you've got decades of legacy and conditioning to try and unlearn. So anyway, I digress. I had this discovery call and this guy was kind of talking about, oh, well, I really want to make the company culture unique and different because we really want to attract the best talent. And I thought, yeah, of course, who doesn't want to attract the best talent? He started going on about this swanky, quirky office that they'd just bought in London and you know, he wanted to do this culture day um, and to have someone like me facilitate it um, because he really wants to make the culture really unique. Um, And he just kept saying this, really unique, attract talent. That's all I kept hearing. So I asked him, I said, have you asked your team about your culture? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't need to ask them. Okay, red flag. I then asked about the values and said, so, you know, you're a young startup. What are your values? Um, How were they created? Oh, we've just got our branding guy coming up with our values. Red flag number two. And then the other part was, I said, okay, so, you know, ideally it's good to really co-create your culture with your team because they're the ones that it's going to impact. So it's a really good idea to have these conversations and to to get that uniqueness that you're looking for from the ideas of the very team who you've you've got. Oh no, no, I just want to do some fun stuff. Like I'm going to make the office really quirky. Like we're going to have pool tables and we're going to do, and it was just red flag, red flag, red flag, because this guy, all he cared about was how it looked how the office looked, what work perks they had. It was all about the the visual aesthetics and material things within the space rather than what the team really need in order for them to create the best work, to have ownership over their work, to feel like they can turn up authentically in the workplace. So it just really disappointed me, to be honest, because I thought, you know, and this guy, you know, I hate to say it, he wasn't a dinosaur. And I just thought, I'm really disappointed because here's a guy, a young guy who is pushing this startup forward. And I'm sure he has got great intentions, but it really lacked substance. It really, really did. So I was incredibly disappointed that he still had that mindset that culture is just the fun stuff, the work perks and the 
what you can have in the office rather than getting really deep around the behaviors and attitudes and and how people can show up at work. So obviously I didn't get the job. (laughs) Are you surprised? I'm not. And, um, you know, all the best to him with that fun culture day. I'm sure it will be really great for the team, but it will lack substance. And that's the trouble. Those, those fun stuff are really great to do, good to get people feeling something. But then there's always that emptiness after them. And that's the problem. There's not enough substance. I've also noticed recently that on my own behalf, I've been highly judgmental of other company cultures. So whenever I see something on LinkedIn or some a friend shares something with me about something amazing their company has done, I can't help but be a little bit critical. It's maybe my own conditioning because of what I do. But for me, some of these things to people are surprising, like, oh, isn't this nice? Isn't this great? And I think, yeah, it is but it's nowhere near going far enough to make work better. There is still so much of a sentiment, a lip service to culture, and not enough genuine action, genuine progression. You know, companies love the idea of sounding progressive. It makes you look great as a brand. It makes you look forward thinking and agile to the future. And as we know, with everything that's been going on, anything that makes us feel slightly safe, that's going to, you know, help us move through all of these forward thinking, fast changes, makes us feel kind of safe and comfortable. But the truth is, these aren't progressive companies. They're anything but progressive. They proclaim one thing, but in reality, there's something completely different. And it's often because we just get really safe and comfortable. We've also maybe spent so much time in the same environment, we can't see it another way. So we think just by changing something ever so slightly, maybe going from a orange to a burgundy, feels like a massive change, really progressive. But it's not. We need to take a bit more of a rebellious action to these things. We need to be really pulling things apart and questioning the way we've been working because we've all been kind of in a bit of a daze, blinded by how work has been for so long when it can be a completely different way. And that's why this season, the Change Maker Sessions, is exactly about that, about instigating change about making you realize that you have the power to be a change maker. You don't have to wait for someone else's permission. In fact, if you're waiting for permission, here's your permission slip. I give you permission to go out and make changes. You have a voice and a brain, so it's yours to use. In each episode of this season, My hope is that you will be inspired to take some kind of action or movement to be that change maker, 
one pebble can make a ripple effect. It only takes the fall of one domino for the rest to follow. Whether you're a company owner who doesn't believe it can be done, or you're an employee in a team, you can be that change maker. You know what they say, you have to be brave with your life in order for others to be brave with theirs. And exactly the same goes in terms of the culture and the changes we want to see. We can't just keep waiting for everyone else to make the first move. We have to make it. We have to step out of the trench and take some action. So this season, I'll be interviewing some really inspiring change makers who I can tell you now, we are going to have some juicy, fun conversations that will hopefully give you something to take away and put into action, even if it's just to explore something, if it's just to ask better questions or start a movement of your own. If you've got your own team, you know, start experimenting, start playing, stop taking everything so seriously and just do. And as always, in that beginners, that learning stage, you will stumble, you will break things, you'll maybe even screw it up a little bit. But then that's part of learning. You keep practicing it. That's how you get it in your bones, as Brené Brown would say. You keep practicing it. Mess it up, learn from it, move forward, practice. That's how we really start making these changes small incremental steps. So there are no quick fixes in this season. There's just really deep conversations and hopefully some action and inspiration to help you be a catalyst and a change maker. So however you listen, whether it's in the car, on the train, while you're doing the ironing or the washing up, Don't forget to also pass this season on to someone else who you want to join your rebellious tribe, your change maker tribe. Let's get as many people part of this movement as possible and maybe then we can make some real waves in the workplace. Thanks for listening and I can't wait to catch you in the next episode. You've been listening to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast with me, your host, Lizzie Benton. If you've enjoyed listening and want to keep up with all things culture, don't forget to subscribe. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to welcoming you back next week.